One who goes out on Shabbos wearing a talus that doesn't does not have its tzitzis tied properly. He is liable of carrying on Shabbos because those strings are considered important, significant for him. And he's thinking about them until he completes the tzitzis and he makes any proper tzitzis. If it's tied appropriately, even though it doesn't have trailers, much less it's Shabbos, one is allowed to go out wearing it on Shabbos. Fine, we'll summon Yud Gimel. Lama test. Kila, a canopy. That has straps that you extend it. Uh, with those. Much of the Saturday part, you can wrap yourself in a and go out to the public domain. And these straps aren't considered like a burden because they are negated to the canopy generally. Therefore, it's permissible to go out with straps that are tied, hanging, hanging from a belt. Even though the shoes are tied to them, because they're not significant, and they are nullified uh, with regard to the belt. If they are of silk, they're important, and not nullified also, and forbidden to go out with, unless the shoes are attached to them. And the same thing would apply to anything that is separated from the garment, as long as one uh, piece of it at the top is still attached, could go in uh, like loops, and it's not significant, but you can go out with it. But if it is significant, also it's forbidden to go out with it. Mem. A hat that spreads out with its brim um, a one hand breadth. It's forbidden to place on one's head, even in the house, because that is like making a tent on Shabbos. To go out on Shabbos wearing a hat that is made to protect against the heat, against the sun. There are those who forbid him. Because we're concerned that the wind will blow it off his head and he'll come to carry it for Amos in the public domain. Unless it's tight on his head, or it's deep that his head actually goes into it. And the wind cannot remove it from his head. Or it is tied with a strap beneath his uh, on, on his neck. Because in that in such cases there's no concern. If someone finds tefillin on Shabbos that have been disrespected in the public domain, in a place they're not being protected, if there is a government decree not to put on tefillin, then you should cover them up and walk away. If there's no danger, if they have straps, which thereby shows that they are tefillin and not amulets, then Shuras and their ties, that he could wear them, then he should gather them in one pair, pair by pair. He should put those each pair of tefillin on. He should wear them until he's able to bring them all into a private area one by one. If there were many of them, that it's impossible to put them on one by one uh, and to wear them. Then he should simply wait by them until night and then bring them all in, carry them all in. And if he is afraid to stay until dark, because of bandits, he can carry them uh, little by little with less than four amos uh, amounts. Until they reach the outer courtyard.
Memgimel, how much to save a terrible side? The one who finds a terror scroll in the field. If it's not a time of danger, danger, he should stay there and guard it. And wait until dark, until after Shabbos. But during a time of danger, the Ramah says, you simply walk away. Continues, if it was raining, then he uses the leather of the Sefer to uh, cloak himself, and then he should put his other garments on top of it, and uh, enter into a private domain wearing the Sefer Torah. One who is coming to save his utensils because of a fire, he, could, he should wear anything that he is able to wear, and he should cloak himself in whatever he can cloak himself, and then go out and take off those clothes, and then he can go back into the burning building and uh, put on more clothes and come out and so on and so forth. One who's... Uh, clothes got soaked in water. He can continue to walk with them, and there's no concern that he might come to squeeze them. But he shouldn't spread them out to dry them out. Because uh, of what people will see and presume. We don't want people thinking that he washed his clothes on Shabbos. Even in the innermost chambers where no one else can see, also it's still forbidden. It's only forbidden to spread them out on Shabbos. But if he laid out clothes on Friday that he had washed, he doesn't have to put them away for Shabbos. Clothes that are soaking in water. One cannot dry them close to the fire, says the Ramah. And you can't move them because you might come to squeeze them as long as he is concerned about the, the water. It's forbidden to walk on Shabbos in a place that you could slip and fall in the water because your clothes might get soaked and you will come to squeeze them. A person shouldn't put his clothes uh, out to dry on Shabbos, even not from water, but from sweat. One can dry oneself on Shabbos using a towel, and then take it into the house. And we are concerned that he might come to squeeze it out. One shouldn't hand it over to the bathhouse attendants, because we suspect that they may come to squeeze it. It's permissible to wash one's hands in a river on Shabbos. As long as you don't take them out of the water with water that's on them uh, and come to carry it for Amos. Uh, a person can go out with um, flax that's been combed and uh, wool that's been brushed, uh, that is on a wound, uh, when they've been dyed and wrapped, or if he went out with them for a moment while it was not yet Shabbos. It's permissible to go out with a sling tied around the neck. For somebody who has uh, a wound on his hand or arm, uh, and also with pieces of cloth with rags, that are tied around the hand or on the fingers, that has a wound. The laws of cleaning and folding clothes on Shabbos. Aleph. One who shakes a new black talus. Uh, to remove the dew on it, chayev is uh, liable. Shanir yafalak mokibos, because that shaking is good for it, like washing. 
And that's as long as the person uh, is generally concerned not to wear it without shaking it through. And all the more so that it's forbidden to shake out a garment that uh, got soaked in water or rain fell on it. That's only true of a new garment that he's concerned about. That it's forbidden to shake the dust off a garment in Mapadolov if he's concerned about it. But and ideally one should be concerned for their words. But one is allowed to remove feathers from a garment on Shabbos. Finally comes in Shin Lamazayan. Uh, one who collects the um, pieces of wool that are on garments, like those uh, wool pieces that are on wool garments remaining from when they were sewn, is liable for uh, the final hammer blow. And that's as long as they bother him. But if he was just preoccupied and removed them, Potter is exempt. One can fold clothes on Shabbos for the needs of Shabbos to wear them that day. That's only an individual person. And during the months that they weren't yet cleaned, and bleached, and he has nothing else to wear. If any of these conditions were lacking, also it's forbidden. That to fold it in not the regular crease lines is permissible. And that would appear to be the case. Dalid. Machbesh. A utensil that is used to uh, press the garments. Shelbal bias that belongs to a household. You're allowed to take your clothes out of that clothing press on Shabbos. Vishal Uman if it belongs to. Uh, a professional also, it's forbidden. Because the clothes that are pressed in there are held there tightly, and to release it is like uh, destroying an object. Hey, a robe after it's been washed is it becomes hardened, and you need to rub it with the hands to soften it. You can do that on Shabbos because you only intend to soften it. But a scarf also is forbidden because he intends to brush it and it's like um, whitening on Shabbos. Says and hats and other linen uh, coverings uh, are like a scarf. If you have mud on your feet, oil or on your shoes, you can wipe it off on the wall, but not on the ground. We're concerned that you might come to smooth out the earth. Some also forbid it against the wall. And there are those that permit in either case. And the same thing is one could remove it with a little bit of earthenware that is permissible to move on Shabbos. Zion, tit shall big die. If you have mud on your garments, you can shake it off from the inside. Because then it's not obvious that it will appear like uh, cleaning. But not on the outside. Outside, because it then looks like you're actually cleaning it. Uh, but you can scrape it off with a fingernail. Some say that this is only if it is moist. But if it's dry, it's forbidden to have a token because it would be like grinding. Ches. One cannot 
scrape uh, a shoe on Shabbos using a knife or a fingernail, ben chalish ben yashon, whether it's new or old, because you end up uh, also scraping off some of the leather, and that would be like smoothing out leather on Shabbos. You can place a little water on the shoe on Shabbos to clean it, but to actually clean it properly, meaning to say that you rub one side against the other side, is forbidden. But a piece of clothing that has some dirt on it, also is forbidden, even to rub it, because that's how you clean it. But you can wipe it with a rag gently, but not uh, strongly, lest you come to squeeze. Says the Ramah, and a garment that doesn't have dirt, you can put a little bit of water on it, lest you come to squeeze. And some forbid it in any manner. Yud. One who washes one's hands, it's good to dry them properly, uh, one against the other. And to remove any water as much as you can before you wipe them with the towel. Some write that there's no concern. Because they didn't say that soaking a garment uh, is the equivalent of washing it in such a scenario, because this is only a way of uh, washing and drying one's hands and getting rid of the dirt. And that's our custom. Therefore, it is permissible to dry one's hands with a garment like a diaper that a child uh, uh, soiled with urine, in order to use the water to get rid of the urine smell. Because doing so is just a way of um, cleansing one's hands. But it's forbidden to put to pour water directly onto the urine to negate the smell. If your hand gets dirty with mud, you can wipe it on a horsetail of his navapara and a cowtail of a mapa, or with a tough cloth that's made to hold thorns, but not with a cloth that you use to wipe one's hands, so that you don't do it in the same way that you would do it during the week, and then you will end up uh, subsequently coming to clean that cloth. It's forbidden to clean a cup that contained water or wine with a uh, cloth, because you will come to squeeze it. It is, one may not look on Shabbos into a metal mirror that has sharp blade-like edges, because we're concerned that you might uh, remove uh, loose threads. Even if it's affixed to a wall, but it's permissible to look into a mirror that doesn't have this concern, even if it's not fixed. If in the laws of a uh, adornments of a woman. A woman should not go out with strings of wool or strings of linen or straps that are upon her head because she will need to remove them when she immerses. And we are concerned that she might carry them for Amas in the public domain. If they are braided into her hair, Moto is permissible. Some forbid it. And if they are a way that it's sewn, then it is permissible because she won't need to remove it 
when she is immersing. Says As long as they are not soiled or covered in gold, because then she will remove them so that they uh, don't soil uh, the water. She's allowed to go out with uh, strings attached to her neck, because they are weak, and she won't need to remove them when she's immersing. But with a necklace, it's forbidden, because she'll have to remove it when she's immersing, because she tightens it, in order to uh, look like she has much flesh. And we're concerned that she might come to carry it for Amos in the public domain. And she shouldn't go out with a tiara, which is like a headpiece that reaches from one ear to the other. And similarly, a headpiece that reaches the cheeks that she ties on her head, and she has it hang from her cheeks on either side. Um, in a case where it's not sewn onto her hairpiece, uh, because we're concerned maybe she'll take it off to show it and she'll come to carry it for Amos in the public domain but if they are sewn on then there's no concern and it's permissible that for an unmarried woman who is not concerned about uncovering her hair even if it's sewn onto uh, her hairnet it's forbidden because we're concerned that she might remove it with the hairnet and she'll come to carry it. Gimel. One shouldn't go out with a woolen uh, headpiece. Mean to say, uh, it's like threads of cotton that grow and are made into a basket-like um, utensil. <laughs> and they are two finger breadths wide, uh, like the tzitz head covering. And not like an itzdama, which is a piece of cloth that you hang threads, colored threads on it, and you hang it on the face of a bride to uh, keep away the flies. A person shouldn't go out with a city of gold, which is a kind of headpiece. Rashi explains that it is a round adornment, uh, and you paint on it a picture of a city. And in the middle there is a tongue that you tie it to the clothing. And Rebentam explains that it is like a crown. Hey, if you have a headband, which is a, an adornment that you place on the forehead from the ear to the ear and tie it uh, with the hanging straps, you can go out with it. Whether it's made from pieces of uh, gold that are um, connected to it with a string or whether it's uh, connected uh, because it's completely in the piece of cloth. So a wide piece of jacket. If it has uh, small straps, uh, so these straps are connected to it to tie them and to tighten around it to make it tight. Sure, it's permissible. But mainly, if it doesn't have the straps, also it's forbidden. Zion, one should not go out with a choker. Uh, it, which is a piece of cloth that has 
a place of laces uh, that is like uh, belt loops for pants. And you place a wide strap into it. And she ties it around her neck. And the uh, piece of clothing hangs over her. And then it is, it's important and it is uh, covered with gold. One shouldn't go out with nose rings. You can go out with earrings. Because her ears are covered. And a place where the custom is to uncover the ears. It's forbidden to go out with earrings uh, where the normal practice is to take the earrings off. One shouldn't go out with a pierced needle. And if one went out, one is liable. And a, an unpierced needle. If it is holding up uh, the tied parts of the clothing, you can go out with it. And if it doesn't hold up the tied parts of the clothing, also is forbidden. One should not go out with a ring that has a seal on it. And if she went out, she's liable. If it doesn't have a seal on it, one shouldn't go out. If she did go out, she is exempt. One should not go out with... It's, a chulia is a, an adornment that you tie in it the... Uh, openings of her robe, and not with the kavelas, which is uh, it is a knot that you've knotted into it, some incense that has a good smell. If she's missing a tooth and she places another one in its place, if it's a gold tooth, she shouldn't go out with it. Since it's different to all of the other teeth, maybe people will make fun of her, and she will take it and hide it. But if it's silver, which is more like the other teeth, then it's permissible. And how much more so if it is an actual replacement um, real tooth. One shouldn't go out with a shoe that is torn on top. Because people will make fun. And she'll come to carry it. And not with a new shoe. Because maybe it won't be the right size. Unless she tried it out the day before to check for the right size. But a man is permitted to wear a new shoe. Because he is not so concerned uh, about getting the right size. And with all other pieces of clothing, there's no concern even for a woman. One can go out with strings of hair, like a wig, whether they're made of her own hair, or from the hair of her friend, or even animal hair. As long as an old lady is not going out with a young lady's hair, and vice versa. You can go out with a knot that people make uh, in order to avoid Ayin Hara, like some sort of Khamsa knot of a Mocha Koshur or Mohudak Ozma, and with a piece of uh, material that is attached well to her ear. Of a Mokshibasandola, and with that material that is on her sandal, that is uh, tied to her sandal, of a sandal, and with a sandal and a shoe that are closed up from all sides, I feel like in a kosher, even if it's not tied, mutter that's permitted. Of a Mokshibasandola, and with a piece of cloth that she prepared for her period. Says the Ramosh, that blood shouldn't fall upon her and cause her pain. I feel like in a kosher, even if it's not tied up, 
says the Mechaber to Kivan Shehu Mo'us, since it is disgusting, we're not concerned that she might take it off, uh, even if it has a handle of a pilpel of a gargur melach of a whole boys of shitit and the surf piha and with uh, pepper and uh, pieces of salt and any other spices that she puts into her mouth as long as she doesn't put them in the first instance on Shabbos. If they fell out, they should not be put back. And with socks that are uh, tied, uh, wound around her ankles, even though uh, they are not tied up properly, uh, we're not concerned that maybe they will fall down. And one can go out with brooch that one places on one's arm or one's leg as long as it is cleaving to the um, skin and it won't uh, come apart and some forbid one on the arm any item that a person is allowed to go out with uh, they're allowed to untie in the public domain and we're concerned that they might come to carry it there are those that forbid a person to carry a key, even in the garden, unless you're holding it in your hand. But not attached to your belt. Because you might forget and take it out into the public domain. Any item that the sages forbade a person to go into the public domain. You can't go into a yard that is... Uh, not enclosed. Except for a um, hat basket and a shaitel, uh that you um, put your hair into. And some say anything that they forbade one to go out in. I feel of this kashi bias that even if you wanted to adorn yourself with it in the house, and how much more so to go out into an enclosed courtyard with it. Except for the head coverings of the basket and the shaitel. And some say that you're allowed to go out with anything into the courtyard, even if it is not enclosed. Our women are accustomed to go out with all adornments. And there are those that say that halakhically it's forbidden, but since they won't listen, it's better that they should be doing it uh, unintentionally rather than intentionally. And there are those who have offered a merit in their favor. To say that they act that way according to the last opinion that I offered. The our sages didn't forbid going out into a an unenclosed courtyard with adornments. Nowadays, that we don't have a complete public domain, every public domain, so-called, is actually a caramelous, and it's really like an unenclosed courtyard, because it doesn't have enough people traversing the area, and it's permitted. Says the Ramah, another reason to permit it. Nowadays, uh, the adornments are frequent. And people go out with their jewelry even during the week, and there's no concern that maybe a woman will take it off to show her friends, just like back in the day. Because back in the day, they wouldn't go wearing their jewelry unless it was Shabbos, and so it wasn't so common. 
continues. However, a ring that has a seal upon it for a woman, or if it doesn't have a seal even for a man, that we learned about it, that one is liable for taking it down a shaft. It's even forbidden in the Carmelist for even for us. And the same thing would apply to anything that we've mentioned would cause a liability of a sin offering. And there are those who say that nowadays that the men uh, go out with rings that don't have a seal. Therefore, it's like a, an adornment and it's permissible. And the same way we would say that uh, nowadays women go out with rings that have a seal and that would also be considered an adornment and permissible. Nevertheless, we still need to uh, remind women not to go out with needles unless they need that needle to uh, tie the parts of their garments together, but no more. Because the fact that it has no usage, they will listen to us. Uh, we need to let women know that they shouldn't move a needle that doesn't have its sharpness uh, to place into their scars, unless they blunted it uh, already before Shabbos and designated for that reason. Little girls who pierce their ears in order to put earrings in when they get older, and in order that the holes shouldn't close up, they place pieces of wood in it. You can go out with them. Same thing if they would put strings in those holes. They can go out with them unless they're colored. Avalon swarm also, but if they're colored, it's forbidden. A woman may go out with wearing a head gear, uh, which is the kind that covers the entire head except for the face. A person can tie on Shabbos onto a nut or a stone that you designated for and go out with it. So if you've tied a nut or a stone, presumably as a necklace or a bracelet, uh, that's okay. But to do it with a coin is forbidden because you're not allowed to move coins on Shabbos. And it doesn't help to designate it. But if you tied it uh, from before Shabbos, you're allowed to go out with it on Shabbos. Uh, if she needs to take out a nut for her child and she tied it upon herself in order to take it out if it's to a public domain it's forbidden if it's to a semi-public private domain motor is permissible a person can go out with a stone that uh, is made to avoid miscarriages of a mishkal shishakla connected to connected to tapil and uh, certain weights that um, balance a person so that they don't um, have a miscarriage or fill in the even if she didn't yet become pregnant. It's forbidden for a woman to uh, put makeup on her face because it is dying on Shabbos. It's forbidden to put eyeshadow. Or to place some sort of dough like a foundation uh, on Shabbos. The kind that when you take it off, the skin appears redder. So a woman may not braid her hair on Shabbos, or to undo the braids, but she can brush her hair to straighten it. Some forbid um, brushing the hair, her shetel to make the shetel. Uh, it's also 
or accustomed to forbid doing so using a brush. But just to use one's finger is permissible. Even those made out of pig's hair, because it's impossible that it won't uproot some of the hairs. Says the Rama, but you are allowed to uh, comb your hair with using your bare hand.